Do you ever ask yourself why it's so hard to keep an organized home? And of course there are several reasons for this, but the number one thing that is standing in your way right now is right here in your mind. And today I'm gonna walk you through the five questions that I typically ask my clients on decluttering and organizing sessions to help them bust through roadblocks that are keeping them cluttered and overwhelmed. And these are things that you can ask yourself in the moment if you don't know what to do with something or you're having a hard time letting go. So if you're ready to get started on your decluttering journey, stick around and let's get into it. everyone, welcome to the Speak Organized podcast. This is episode three. I'm your host, Melanie Summers, professional organizer, decluttering expert, and productivity-based life coach. I like to speak organized to give you the tools to conquer your clutter, live life with more purpose, and learn all about the business of tidying. And today we're gonna be talking through five questions that you can ask yourself to help make the process of decluttering easier. And this is the phase of getting organized that a lot of people like to pretend doesn't exist. They like to skip to whatever they think the good part is and just get organized and just have it all be done already. And if you don't declutter first, the organizing part of the process just becomes almost impossible and it's the reason why we feel so overwhelmed a lot of the time. And we also can feel overwhelmed by decluttering because it is the first stage of the process of getting organized. And if you've ever listened to my podcast before or you've watched any of my YouTube videos or you've worked with me, then you know that I always talk about how starting a new habit is the hardest part because it's where the most friction occurs before you've actually started doing something. So because decluttering is the first part of this process and you might be staring down a mountain of a really large project that you have ignored for quite some time, maybe years, and the thought of having to take that first step and then be drowning in stuff is just is very overwhelming. And so these are questions that you can ask yourself to put those feelings into perspective and allow you to feel a sense of control over the process so that you're not feeling like your stuff is controlling you anymore. You can then sit in the driver's seat and have an answer to a question that you may have just brushed off in the past and said, I don't even know what this stuff is. And that's, that's the answer to that question. So we're going to give you some more definite understanding of what your stuff really is and how to look at it in a way that's going to allow you to let things go and truly live a life of less stuff, more purpose, focusing on not just managing the things in your home and how that all works, but actually going out and living your life and not being dominated by things. So if you know that this is something that you really struggle with and you've tried to do it on your own, you've tried to get organized in the past, nothing has worked for you and you are just willing to try anything and you just want a better way to do this, I wanna let you know about my free workshop that I am running right now. It's called Better Habits in 30 Days and it's meant for anybody who struggles with getting motivated and staying motivated to make positive lasting change in their life, it usually starts with wanting to get organized or wanting to get in shape 
or setting some sort of meaningful life goal around something that you struggle with. And so this workshop is 100% free and it'll give you a great opportunity to sit and build in some tools for yourself to be able to take and apply them to the goals that you want to achieve for this year and hopefully give you some strategies to find motivation, find your accountability. And of course you can always reach out to me. I always have opportunities to work together. If you need an accountability coach, that is something that I am super passionate about. It's something that I really enjoy and that I'm very good at. And I would be honored to help you on your journey if you need an extra pair of hands to help give you a loving kick in the pants and help you achieve the goals that you've set for yourself. So. Be sure, if you're listening to this podcast, I will include the link to sign up for free for Better Habits in 30 Days in the show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, it'll be in the description area of the video as well as the top pinned comment, so you can go ahead and check that out and comment below on YouTube if you have any questions and let me know what's going on with you, what you need help with. All right, let's go ahead and dive into the first of five questions that you can ask yourself when you're decluttering to make the process easier, to give yourself permission to let things go. First question to ask is, when was the last time I used this? And this is particularly helpful to become objective with a category of items that you feel a particularly strong affinity for. If you love fashion, I would say 95% of my clients are female and they have lots of shoes and feel very overwhelmed by trying to make decisions about letting stuff like that go. And so you just, it's, it's just like anything else. It's, I call this your habit muscle, the decision-making muscle of getting rid of stuff. This is going to be really difficult for you at first. So just start easy. Maybe you want to start with a category of things that you're not sentimentally attached to, to build your habit muscle in decluttering before you move on to something that's a little more difficult for you. That could be a good way to start with this. However, we can just use the example of shoes, uh, as, as an easy example here. And so ask yourself when the last time was that you wore that pair of shoes and we're, you want to try to ignore the sentimental aspect of it, that it was the first pair of shoes that you wore on your date with your husband or whatever. Just remembering that you are potentially in a very different phase of your life than you were in that moment and that you want to open up room and space in your life and in your closet for a new pair of shoes, for representing who you are now. If you want to create a memorabilia box and put those shoes in there, play that out. Ask yourself, am I really going to put this pair of shoes in a box that I can sit on my lap in my old age and look through and pull out this pair of shoes and, and think about them sentimentally like that? If the answer is yes, then by all means, design that memorabilia trunk or box or whatever. Don't go overboard, you know, and make it like a huge 300 pound trunk, but you know what I mean? Something that you can sit in your lap in your old age and enjoy looking through uh, the memories of your life. That's really what we're trying to get down to at the end of this, because we know that everything that we have in our lives now, we cannot take with us when we die. And I know that's like, we're, we're going there, but it's really important to put these things into the proper perspective of your life. So 
you can't take the shoes with you when you die. Are you going to want to sit and look at them in 30 years and look back on all of the memories that they provided you in your life? Or are you just holding on to them because you don't want to lose that part of your identity from that specific period of your life? So my advice is always to try to honor who you are now and the transformation that you have achieved to become who you are now and declutter those things so that you can have space for things that represent you right now. If it's something that you haven't used in a really long time and you're not gonna wanna sit and reminisce with it later, it needs to go. So that's the first question and that's sort of like the psychological unpacking of what you can sort of know in the back of your mind when you ask yourself that question. The next question to ask yourself on this decluttering journey is who could benefit from having this item right now? And this is a great one. I, I notice major mental shifts with clients when I ask this and also within myself when I'm doing my own decluttering work in my house. And it's because you're not thinking about letting something go. You are thinking about an item from the perspective of giving and giving psychologically makes us feel good. It makes us feel valuable because we have something to offer and it is a sort of innate need that we as human beings have. So if you can put the item that you are trying to figure out, if you don't know what to do with it or whatever, ask yourself the question, who could benefit from having this right now? And visualize the person who would receive it, what a gift that would be to them to have whatever it is that you're having trouble of letting go. And that way you're, you're kind of putting yourself into an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. We often are met with resistance of letting things in our lives go because we feel like we're losing something. Like we talked about with uh, question number one, you feel like you're losing a part of your identity by giving something away. And a physical item really truly does not hold the power to take your identity away from you. It can be a representation of it, but it is not physically tied to your identity. We just wanna put it in a more positive perspective in the abundance mindset and allowing ourselves to enter into that place of feeling purposeful and feeling like we are a valuable member of society. That's, I mean, that is truly what we want deep down. This is another great opportunity to bust through the objection of, I should sell this, not donate it. People often feel very guilty about spending money on things and I always tell people that the money was gone when you bought the item, not when you give it away. So that money has been spent however many weeks, months, years ago, it's, it's gone already and what you will recoup in sales is not as important as the time you will be losing by putting all these extra steps in front of you to get rid of this thing that is causing stress in your life. And unless you really truly do need the money to recoup some cost, you know, if you have a great financial need that can't be fulfilled in another way, then it really is within your best interest 
to donate it because you can always make more money, but you cannot make more time. So I always try to prioritize time over money whenever possible. Again, this is the abundance mindset, not the scarcity mindset. And so that will help you put that into perspective in that case too. The third question that you should ask yourself to make the decluttering journey a little bit easier is, if I were to keep this item, how exactly would I use it? And the word exactly is key here because you want to start to visualize what it will be like for you to use this item. And if you can't visualize yourself realistically in the future using something, chances are it's probably something that you should let go. So let's use the example of yarn or something like that. So you have this big basket of yarn and you, you used to knit a lot when you were pregnant with your second kid because it was summertime and it was really hot and that was all you could do and I don't know why you would be knitting in the summer, but you, you get my point. <laughs> so you haven't knit in a long time and you want to ask yourself, am I keeping this because it's perfectly good yarn and I shouldn't let it go to waste and this and that because the idealistic version of you would potentially take up knitting again versus the realistic version of you that has four kids who aren't going to be out of the house anytime soon and your priorities are just different now. And Dana K. White wrote an awesome book called Decluttering at the Speed of Life and she talks about the difference between your realistic self and your idealistic self. And we often want to be the ideal versions of ourselves that are going to use this thing eventually because it's perfectly good or whatever the excuses that we give ourselves versus the realistic version who is just gonna be okay with being in a different phase of life and letting these things go. In the Pacific Northwest where I live, there are organizations that will take used craft supplies um, and, and scraps and things. It's actually called Scrap PDX in Portland, Oregon. And so I can take items like that from clients' craft collections and donate it to those places. And there are tons of organizations like that that are just a quick Google search away. And so it could be worth looking into something like that but also just giving yourself the permission to donate or toss those things. And a lot of people feel very strongly against tossing things because they want to be more sustainable, they don't want to waste. And here is the ugly truth about that, is that if you are hanging on to something that is perfectly good, with the intention of using it, but realistically you're not going to, when you die, those things are going to end up in the landfill. And so you have to be realistic about that. And the best way to become sustainable moving forward is to make better, more mindful purchasing decisions. It's not really about what's already in your home because everything in your home is either going to get shoved onto your family or you're going to donate it now. You're gonna do the research to give it to an organization. You're going to toss it now and make better purchasing decisions in the future because that's how you become more sustainable moving forward. So 
that is just kind of the ugly truth of it. It is something that I feel that's a very important message to get out there because we often will keep things out of guilt and I don't want you to end up doing the thing that you are trying so hard to avoid by just not dealing with it at all. And so that is the reality of the situation, whether you like it or not, you might not like that I have said that, um, but, it, but it is just the honest truth. This is what I do every single day. I've been doing it for years. I have been working with clients whose parents have died and they often will tell me that they really just wish that their parents had taken care of this stuff while they were still alive so they weren't having to make these decisions. They're grieving the loss of a loved one and having to toss all their stuff and most of the time they end up just having to call in a dumpster um, or call in a company to come and throw everything away in the end. So take control of the situation now and rehome it, repurpose it, become very definite about what it is that you're gonna do, visualize exactly how you're gonna use something. And if you can do that and you know you have a definite future use for something, then by all means, hang on to it and then stick to that and make it happen because it really truly is that important. Okay, we're gonna move on to question number four. Can I easily buy this item again? And since it's 2022 and we live in the digital age where you can search for anything on the internet and have it delivered in two days or less in many circumstances, the answer is yes. So, I was talking to a client about this a couple of weeks ago and she used the term of, of her mental shift and moving on from depression era thinking and that was a very accurate term and so I'll unpack that a little bit. And it really just stems from, uh, depending on what era you are from, what generation you're from, if your grandparents grew up in the depression or during a world war, the supplies, that you had available to you were rationed, things weren't easy to get a hold of as they are now. You had to prioritize resourcefulness over being prepared. People held on to every, every little thing because they were always having to repurpose or turn it into something else and make it last and stretch it as long as possible to have the things that they needed. If those were your parents or your grandparents and that uh, mentality and that sentiment has been passed down and ingrained very deeply in us. And so it's part of the reason why we have such a hard time letting things go that we know are perfectly good because we've all heard that phrase, well, this is a perfectly good person. I'm not gonna, not gonna get rid of it because it's still got plenty of wear left on it and this and that. And that's where that sort of question of who could benefit from my generosity right now is a good one or who could benefit from having this right now is a good one. You can then ask yourself, can can I buy this item very easily again? And because we live in such a different world where we actually have the opposite problem, where we have access to too much, your house becomes overwhelmed with stuff because you can just get whatever you want whenever you want. Most of us live five minutes away from the store that sells everything that you need. And everybody has a smartphone or a computer that you can order something. You don't even have to leave your house most of the time. And so the balance has shifted and we find ourselves with this huge inflow, this huge heavy inflow and no outflow. And that can become very toxic when coupled with the it's perfectly good 
we need to hang on to this mentality. We need to let the depression era thinking go and just get rid of it. Just donate it. Become a more mindful consumer. That is how you beat the epidemic of stuff is becoming a mindful spender in the future. So can you buy it again? The answer is yes. Just let it go. It doesn't need to have power over you. The whole idea of it's perfectly good does not have to have power over you anymore because we live in a completely different social and economic landscape. Okay, so there is that permission to let go. All right, and then the last question is if I let this go, will I remember that I had it in the first place? Another way to ask this is if I didn't have this item, would I buy it again? And if you can say with certainty that you wouldn't even notice if the item was gone, it is a no-brainer. You just want to get rid of it. And just because you are aware of it now and you're like, oh yeah, I remember this or this or that. I do know that those circumstances come up where you have forgotten about something and you actually do then begin to use that item again. That's totally fine. And this is really just the process of becoming reacquainted with your stuff. And this is an important step in the process of getting organized because you don't ever want to assume that you know what and where things are because you know you packed a box two years ago you might assume that you're gonna remember what's inside it and i'm here to tell you none of us remember that we're not designed to remember every single thing i mean maybe somebody with a photographic memory is going to come in the comments and and get upset with me over this whatever but um most of the time we don't remember what we think we're going to and so again, we're just trying to be realistic. And so we're becoming reacquainted with our stuff. And once you've done that and you remember, okay, I've already forgotten that I had this thing. I'm probably gonna forget that I have it again. I don't think I would buy this thing again if I didn't already have it. It's time to put it in the donate box. It's time to give it away. It's time to toss it and it's okay to do that. This is a, a great one, a great question to ask yourself with those random one-off kitchen gadgets that only have one function that you, in a moment of weakness at 3 a.m., decided to purchase over the phone 15 years ago and it's a thing that you don't use anymore, just let it go. Don't try to give it to your friend. Your friend does not want it. Don't try to give it to one of your kids. Your kids don't want it most of the time, okay? So just get rid of it, just donate it, just put it in the box, just take it to Goodwill and be done with it. Because again, we are trying to prioritize ourselves now and our future selves. We're trying to set our future selves up for success to live a tidier life. All right, well, I could go on and on about this for hours and give you more questions to ask yourself, other mindset shifts to try. I'm gonna cut you loose now and just start with this. These are five questions that you can ask yourself to make your decluttering and organizing journey easier. And really this is again, just all about trying to figure out what your purpose is in life and focus on that rather than focusing on managing all these things, all this stuff and stop letting your stuff be in control of your life and your decisions. And these are some really powerful tools that you can start with.
But if you know that you really struggle with this or you have a big project that you are just really needing that extra external accountability and motivation for, I encourage you to sign up for my free workshop, Better Habits in 30 Days. Again, I will provide a link in the show notes and in the description of the YouTube video. It's a great first step to just sit and get some more training and tools and ideas for how to start better habits pertaining to anything, really. It doesn't even just have to be about getting organized and decluttering. It is geared towards that, but you can apply it to other areas of your life. If you want to start to become more productive in general, or you want a meal plan, or you want to get in shape, there's many different ways that you can apply that training. So it's a good place to start. If you've ever thought about working with a productivity coach or a professional organizer before, you wanna sit on Zoom with me and let me be that accountability buddy for you, like I said before, I am full of this stuff and I am super passionate about the mission of helping you live a more purposeful and clutter-free life. And the Better Habits Workshop is a good place to start to kind of get to know me and the process of what it's like to work with me as well as get some exclusive discounts for those types of services. So definitely check it out. It'll be pinned in the comments on YouTube down in the show notes again, an exclusive link just for you. And beyond that, I hope you have a fabulous day and I wish you nothing but success in your decluttering and organizing journey. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.